0: Hello everyone and welcome the first episode of twenty twenty two. And everybody can hear us and not see us, which e- I'm okay with. Yes. Yes. So this is this is gonna be a new thing for this year, so we'll get to that in a minute. This is be episode number sixty-eight of the show, starting our sixth season already, Chris. Wow, we we've been doing this a long time. We have been doing this a long time now. So I feel um, old. Yeah. Well, you are old. Well, that's probably why I feel old. Of course we've established on the way here how old all of us are. Yeah uh I'm, I'm bringing up the rear so bring bringing up one for the young folks well we're supposed to have a young folk
1: on here as soon as we go fetch him
0: yeah exactly so he'll be one I of our feel guests really here. old yes exactly so we're recording this on location so we're at the sixth annual chicagoland racing memorabilia and collectibles show
1: love to say live via satellite but we're not really via satellite so much as via jeep and fancy new equipment
0: yeah yeah we got a little bit of new equipment new audio only stuff uh, kind of a new thing that we're going to do this year. Uh, so last year we didn't really do many episodes. We kind of yeah, you were busy
1: or something. Yeah,
0: very busy slash burnout. You know, you kind of get that it's in a, racing. Yeah, a those, those kind of go
1: together. Yeah.
0: So uh first season with the camper last year. So did a lot of camping last season. Did you know one episode? Oh, you had better things to do. Well, you know, been tilting. You, you this. had
1: utilizing the camper. You paid for things to do. Exactly.
0: You know, been riding this roller coaster for several years. Kind of took things light a little last year uh i think we did what like it one show a month is kind of what we yeah, tried something to do like
1: that until only... uh till tony drug us out to plymouth and we had a huge show
0: yeah yeah which I was a good way to end the year you know oh, yeah with, with with a bang but uh uh yeah tried to do about one every month just kind of recharged the batteries and uh, i'm feeling recharged I'm feeling well, good. a little bit recharged uh so so this year uh going to be doing a a combination of things we'll be doing some recorded only interviews uh and and episodes kind of like this one's going to be here today uh we'll also throughout the season do some you know our live stuff we're gonna be on monday nights now right just Uh, like raw yeah monday night monday night raw (laughs) that's what we got only uh, monday night racing how about that right uh yeah so we went to monday nights uh i've got some scheduling conflicts on tuesdays and wednesdays now and and you, know, by, you had to go adult. Uh, well, you know, by the time you get to Thursday, you know, you're already gearing up for racing and Fridays and stuff. So Thursday just wasn't going to work. So uh, Mondays is kind of where we landed on. So nah,
1: I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. So. uh like we said, uh, on location at the 6th Annual Chicagoland Racing Member bidding Collectibles Show. But you should be able to hear in the background yeah. if we
1: can't get rid of the background noise. Yeah, if we you... got rid of the background noise, then Jeremy is an expert sound guy, and he's hired.
0: I <laughs> wouldn't go that far. Uh, amateur maybe, but uh, you know, not professional by any stretch of the imagination. Well, don't tell him that. They already know I'm amateur. They they listen to the show for at least two minutes.
1: We appreciate that, and they probably already I'm, turned it off by yeah, now. If you're still so anything, listening now. Thank you very yeah, much. Any, it's any about after get this
0: better. is good. But uh, but yeah, no, it was, it's nice to get back to this show. Last couple of years, it's been on August. Obviously, been affected by the pandemic, just like everything else in this world.
1: Right, right in the middle of race season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is always kind of weird, so I know I haven't been out to this show in a couple of years, just, just with everything. It's back to its traditional March date. Uh, you know, for us, we've talked about on this show several times before how this is kind of the right. unofficial this is, this kickoff, the kickoff. Of, of the racing year, so back uh, back in that realm, and it's a beautiful day outside today. Oh, God, uh, yeah. yeah
1: it, was, it was, you know, us with with good photography normally having a table here and trying to sell off all my old stuff, and, you know, with uh, with all the events that have happened in my life the last few months it was kind of refreshing not having to get up last night to get out here this morning
0: yeah absolutely like uh just about anybody who knows the show kind of knows what you've gone through in the uh in the off season unfortunately uh definitely
1: Oh, the, the plan is we'll, we'll have a table back next year as soon as I get sorted through 110 billion pictures. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like you said, uh, you know, I've already saw some people and talked to some people. Obviously, you've inherited quite a few things. Yeah. Uh, so a lot still to sort through and get sorted out. Just time frames didn't work out for, for you guys to have a booth here this year. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So now just walking around. We've already made a lap through the show. And I think the hardest thing
1: was not spending any money already.
0: Yeah, it's like you kind of want to pace yourself a little bit. Yeah, like you don't want to just go ahead and pull the trigger. Real quick, because there might still be a few things to see. So we've kind of scoped it out. We've taken a lap, talked to some people,
1: talked ourselves out of buying an entire table worth of Earnhardt cars.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what we do. You know, we're we're the diecast people. You know, people like to come here for uh, memorabilia or the pictures or uh, model cars, and we're kind of the diecast people.
1: All right, pictures, uh, Ileana programs. Run- oh wait, that's that's me advertising for me again.
0: Yeah, they see. Uh, yeah, go to photography.com. dot uh, So Which yeah. I got
1: to start getting that stuff uh, scanned and. Yeah, that's a lot of project. I'm going to need a year off.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and that's what, we, what we've what we got going on here. So, yeah, we're at the show. We've already talked to some people. we got some guests coming on. So this show was actually completely kind of winged. Wong? Wong? Winged?
1: Well, yeah, your, your script is Impro- an entire blank piece of paper. There. Yeah,
0: It this show is going to be improvised because uh, we really don't know who's going to show up, who yeah. we're going to talk to. Um, but I think maybe that's kind of half the fun. We're a little bit more laid back than what we've typically been in the past because I over plan everything. Yeah, um, yeah, you do. I mean, no.
1: We're, we're this is 100 percent, absolutely honest and open and
0: improvised. Right, and if my wife is hearing that, she will not plan like believe that anything I do is planned. Um, but this these shows actually, I I I like to plan them down to like every minute detail. And if something kind of goes wrong, it, it it flusters me a little bit. As as I'm Are you sure you guys have seen before. That's why occasionally
1: we have guests on that'll plan the show themselves. Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if we can grab Steve, but that's at least a good <laughs> half hours worth of, of entertainment at least. Um, but, yeah, no, we've seen uh, a handful of folks here. We'll grab them. Um, you know, we had a you know, conversation with uh, Bob Morgan about some diecast yeah. back there, Morgan's Closet. Uh, you know, just sat there talking diecast for a little while, so that was kind of neat. Uh, already you know, that, making that's, the rounds.
1: that's a good segue because Morgan's Closet, I believe, is a sponsor or at least associated with a sponsor of one of our guests
0: today. Yes, so there you go. All right. Good segues. I Shall love it. Should we go grab them? Yeah, let's go get uh, what Landon Hawking. Yeah, is your uh, was it is it the inaugural Midwest uh, yes. uh, Super Cup? I think that's yes. Only well, we Mid
1: Eric Ericad going to yell at us if we don't get this right. So Midwest Super Cup Series champion. Okay, i not Landon Will correct us.
0: I am getting it confused with the Mid American The Mass Series. So right. Th- those are bigger cars. Exactly. So uh, we we'll go. Let's go grab him and, and bring him on. All right. So our first victim, I mean guest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this episode
1: totally didn't just accost him and drag him with me down the uh, <laughs> down the lane. There. No,
0: we didn't get this, and I'm. I'm gonna be low key jealous of this guy, because uh, he gets to drive the mini cups. He does, and yeah, I really oh, like the mini you, cups. You, uh, I like we, we've things. had that talk before. Yeah, we've had it several times. And you know, he's got a spare. Nice. <laughs> all right, we'll get a hook. I might be. I'm. I'm considerably larger, but maybe we might be able to make it work. Yeah, we might. So, so first, uh, first guest of the year. Yeah. Gets that distinction, Landon Hocking, uh, Midwest Super Cup Series. Right? Is that right? Midwest Super Cup Series inaugural champion last year. Welcome to the show, bud. This
1: is where, you, this say is where hi. you can
0: speak into the microphone.
2: <laughs> hi.
0: So, uh, what are you doing here at the show today?
2: Uh, we brought our Super Cup down from our garage, and we're letting little kids sit in it. Uh, we're trying how, to get how about big kids. <laughs>
0: I don't know that I could squeeze into that thing. I, so I, I looked at it and I kind of peered over it, which it's kind of cool because you know from a distance it's black, but it's kind of got this like pearlescent paint yeah. on it. So that's yeah, kind of that cool. Yeah, that is a really
1: nice looking car. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, uh, so you just kind of here hanging out the show, drumming up some business for uh, Midwest Super Cup Series.
2: Yeah, we're trying to get more people into it. Uh, we had like a smaller field at the end of the year, mm-hmm. so we we're trying to get more people. We're letting littler kids sit in it. I like I said already. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So usually you're not probably supposed to do this with your guests, but how how old are you, Landon?
2: I'm 14.
0: 14. Okay. <laughs>
2: So, well, how 14, 14 with
0: a championship by the way. Yeah, so that's so he's already held a lot farther along than we are. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so how old do you have to be to run the mini cups?
2: Um, for our series it's 8, but for another series it's 10.
0: Mm, okay. So, trying to drum up some business. You know, it's a good way yeah. to get involved in motorsports, oh, involved absolutely. in racing. So, is this the first thing you've raced? Did you do go karts or anything before that?
2: Um yeah, I did go karts for a couple of years. Uh, I did go karts for 4 years mm-hmm. or 3 years. Uh, I started racing go-karts when I was 5 and then got into Super Cups when I was 9.
1: Yeah, and you were you were pretty successful before you got into the Super Cup too, weren't you?
2: Yeah, um when I was 7, I won the championship at K3 in a Junior 1 champ kart.
0: So he's 14 with two championships. Yeah. <laughs> so uh how did how did you guys make the decision to go mini cup racing? Like how was that your guys' next step?
2: Um at Grundy when I was Probably four or five. I had just started racing. I met Steve Naples in the pits, and he let me pull his car into the trailer, like they had the winch. And then that was when I was immediately <laughs> like, I just wanted one.
0: He's got hooked. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I reeled him in. I mean, I think we've all been there. Kind of similar story, right? I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that, I did the same thing with Mike Martin's car. You know, I was you know yay high about as smaller than Landon is now. And I, you know, they'd winch
0: the car on the trailer. I'd be sitting in the in the seat. Pretending to drive. So was last year your first year in the mini cups, um, or have no. you done it before that?
2: The last year was my fourth year in mini cups. Okay. Um, that was that was our best year in mini cups so <laughs> far.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, because you uh, had a good season last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say at least obviously got the championship. Yeah, I think
1: I got more pictures of this kid in Victor Lane. Than anybody else?
0: Well, that's all right. That's a good year, especially for him. Right, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so what? So last year you guys started the Midwest Super Cup Series. How did that series come to be? Because I know you guys were the Midwest Super Cups kind of just would travel around and there really wasn't anything like organized for them around here, right?
2: Yeah. Um, so Steve Naples, uh, he used to own CSR Super Cups, mm-hmm. but he got sick. Um, he had cancer. I don't know what t- uh, what type or form. Um, and then, so he passed away last year. And so Eric uh, asked, or was talking to Steve, and tried to get a Super Cup Series going for just Grundy. And,
0: uh, <laughs> Well, and you guys were definitely able to do that, uh, put a good series together, uh, yeah. you know, raced several times last year. Uh, so how many races did you actually win last year?
2: Uh, I won seven races. Seven times. How many yeah. How many times did they actually race last year,
0: do you know? Um, not too many more than that. Yeah, I must say. Uh, <laughs> Uh, who, so last year who, who was your biggest competition
2: um there was a lot of competition um at the beginning of the year it was probably pritchett in the number one red car um but towards the end of the year it was kind of me and Synercha. Battling for the championship.
1: Yeah, and you guys put on some really good races too. Yeah, imagine that a synergy going yeah. for a championship.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think they're about the same height. Well, that, that,
2: whatever, that's all right.
0: Wait, are we talking about <laughs> Johnny here? He's probably uh, here. <laughs> yeah, he probably is. But uh, yeah, I know the races I was at. So the Mini Cups are like my favorite thing to watch. I just, I just enjoy it. So you, you,
1: everybody knows that now.
0: <laughs> I know they're they're like my favorite thing to watch. Uh, and you know we have good times to be able to watch them. They're kind of like before the late model features and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know we can go up to the fence and be like we're done working on the car, done prepping the car. We, so that's kind of like the down only downtime we have <laughs> is when the mini cups are on. So it's super fun to go watch them. And it like you guys put on some great racing? Uh, you know with the track being so big, do you guys like do you guys like have to draft and and stuff like that? Is that like a thing?
2: Um, I don't know if it's really a thing. I've never really seen it as a thing, but. I don't think it gives you that much of an advantage as you might think, with how little our cars are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all
0: right, now are you pretty much wide open the entire lap, or are you, like you lifting, or like?
2: Um, we're wide open all the way around. The only time you would have to lift if if slower traffic was in your way. Yeah, and
1: he knows about slower traffic too. He's one of the fastest cars I've seen.
2: Yeah,
0: I, in, any time that I've seen out there, it's usually you know four, five, six cars up front, all wide, yeah. all, all you know just jockeying around. So it's great racing to see. Uh, so you guys getting ready uh, for this year? You guys all ready yet, or still uh, with some work to do?
2: Uh, we're not ready yet. Uh, we still have some things to do. We were mostly getting our cars ready to go to the shows. We went to World of Wheels last weekend. And so now, after this show, it's going to be race. Se- it's going to be uh, time to get the cars ready for race season. See, kickoff of the year. is kind of yeah. what we've said, right?
1: Well, now I'm, I'm hearing. I'm hearing through our producers today that are supposed to ask you about all the uh, the weight you <laughs> shed off the top there <laughs>
0: before race season. I'm assuming there's a haircut. Yeah, well, somewhere.
1: He, he was getting to be almost uh, Paul Schaefer
0: length with the mullet. Well, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. So, just like, weight advantage, getting rid of that, or, or why what? Aerodynamic, I think. Well, it's kind of like Blaney, you know, in a cup series. Know, he, yeah. he cleans up, shaves and everything at the beginning of the year, and then by the end of the year, he's got the mullet and the facial hair and everything else. So, Is that I, your plan? <laughs> I, I don't foresee facial hair in his future yet, but... Uh, no, he's, he's still got a, a few months before that, I think. So... Before we let you go, because we're not going to keep you too long, uh, you know, I'm sure you've got just a line of, of, of yeah, people out there. I think your dad's here. running out of memory on us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to ask you uh, to Babe Ruth it here and call your shot for this year. What What does this year look like for you, and, and, and what are you looking to accomplish this year?
2: Um, I hope we do just as good, if not better, as last year. That's kind of hard since we won more than half of the races we had. But a main goal for this year is to win at least four or five races.
0: Awesome. And then going yeah. forward, uh, what's your ultimate goals? Because obviously, you probably don't want to stop with mini cuffs, right? Racing's fun. Uh, kind of what? What do you think uh, your next step would be? What do you envision that to be?
2: Mm, my next step probably a street stock or uh, mid am, um, maybe next year or in two years. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Awesome. You got anything else for for our champ no, over I'd here? No, I really. I'd...
1: He, he uh, you know, he was, was kind of nervous coming
0: up here, but I think he did a great job. He does better than half our adults that show up on the show. True. So. so we will definitely have him back here at some oh, point absolutely. in the future. Maybe uh, you know two-type champ at that point by yeah. the comes you back go. on. So, uh, well, we're going to let you go, bud. Uh, thanks for coming and talking to us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at the track this year. All right. All right, Chris. All right. So we've gone, we've gone from one of my favorite. next guests. Yeah, one of my favorite divisions <laughs> to one of my next favorite divisions. You're uh-huh. just having a, a great time today, aren't this you? This is good. So this is, this is good. So we went from the super cups, right? And Now we're talking about mid am series, right? And not not just
1: mid am series, but the mid am the series. series,
0: right? So so Chris, who do we got here All today? Right, we got Tim Scrogham
1: and we got Chuck Uris, the uh, the owner, promoter, guy in charge, and the mayor of Mid Am. There you go. Mayor
4: of
3: <laughs> That's mid-amp. the perfect title for him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Mid Am series, kind of one near and dear to my heart. So, the first car I had was a mid Am car. I never raced it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, money timing just didn't work out. So, but I've always watched the mid Am cars from the Ileana days back. Uh, obviously, worked with uh, Donnie Pettit. Um, you know, obviously, we're involved with Jeff Cannon now. You know, big in the mid Am series. Right. And Grundy, I always loved to watch the mid ams. You, they were usually good for at least one flip a night too. Back you know, back in the day, but uh, we maybe we won't talk about that. Uh, so, but. There's been a lot of effort lately to kind of, yeah, I guess, coordinate all the mid-am series.
3: Yeah, we've been working our tails off. Um, I bought the series last year, and, you know, it was kind of on life support. We were getting five or six cars, and I saw an opportunity to to do something with it. I'm just as passionate about mid-am as probably anybody. Uh, my experience with it started in the, the mid to late 90s, uh, helping out with mid-am cars. And when the opportunity presented itself, I drove the previous owner crazy until he said, fine, I'll sell it to you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it was like badgering every week, like, hey, hey, hey.
3: Yeah, I definitely hit him up a few times and said, uh, "So, so, is it for sale? Is it for sale? Is it for sale?" And finally said, "Yes, yes, 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 it's for sale."
0: So, so, like, for you, what was your vision for doing that? You know, because some people could just let it go and kind of do their own thing, but uh, obviously, you probably had a vision for it, kind of what you wanted it to be.
3: I did. You know, I don't have any experience with with late model or street stock. Literally, the first time I put my hands on a car was a mid am car for. Mark also broke back in the 90s, and we ran it at Grundy County Speedway and won a few features. So I've always, you know, had a passion for it because that's what I have good memories from. So when I bought the series, I my background is mostly marketing. So I said, you know, if I market this right, if I can come up with some sponsors, uh, I think I can do something with this. And as I kind of stumbled along for the first few months, uh, Chuck Yurus became available, and Chuck uh, gave me a call one day and said, hey do you need the help I, yes i, I will <laughs> gladly take chuck as help so um he is honestly we're 50 50 on this he, he is the reason that uh we have a lot of the sponsorship that we do and he gets to do what he excels at and i stay on the marketing side and you know try to organize the races but uh without him obviously the the series wouldn't be what it is today so
4: you know it's a work in progress
0: absolutely so that's perfect segue chuck you're here uh, so, what is your involvement with the series and, and your experience with the mid cars?
4: Yeah, well, I raced Mid-Ams for like 25 years, and uh, I have a passion for mid cars. I really love it. I, my forte is chasing sponsors money, and uh, I like to get it to $1,000 to win every week, if I can, every race we have. Uh, we were able to uh, get a hold of a title sponsor, so we have uh, our next banquet will be a nice payout. And it's not every single weekend where I'm getting a little bit older, so i have a couple weekends in between where I go to other tracks right. and watch i'm not running around working but uh as you call me the mayor that's <laughs> my enjoyment that's my nickname uh, i run around a have now with everybody in the pits and uh, i have a good time i love doing it and i love working with tim i'm grateful he took me on and uh, i'm having a good time i want to keep it going i want to build it up with tim and uh, Many cars as we can get to the track on each and every race. If we can get 20 cars a race, that'd be perfect. So we're hustling a lot of mid-am guys, trying to get them to come in.
0: Yeah, exactly. So about how many guys do you have, uh, you know, that that race with you guys?
3: So it's a mix. I think last year we had 60 drivers. Some of them were part-time, some were full-time. This year we are definitely looking at an increase from last year. So I think we've got 10 to 12 full-time drivers. We've already got uh, 27 pre-registered for the Spring Classic, so... I think uh, as far as spring classic goes, that'll be our biggest attendance in probably ten or fifteen years.
4: Yeah, Milwaukee Mile, we had twenty-seven or thirty cars, I believe, right?
3: Correct, and about the same at Lacrosse as well. And so LaCrosse, yeah.
4: and Rockford, our spring opener is a thousand to win. And Then we have Hawkeye Downs. I've managed a sponsor for that for a thousand to win. So they're traveling a little bit, but if it's a thousand to win, right. you know, it's a little right. more money than at least it makes it it worth it to make the trip yeah Yeah. Yeah, the
3: points fund helps so we're 10 races ten thousand dollar points fund so it should be a good points fund two dirt races on the schedule so i foresee really great things coming
0: like i know uh previously i think in the series they did some road course stuff too you guys continuing that or or no
3: we had it on the schedule last year and unfortunately it was a washout it is on the schedule i should say it's on the roster to, to kind of do again there's just a lot more prep work than you would expect uh to make right hand turns as well so it's it's really going to be based on availability of drivers and their willingness to switch the cars over. You know, you either have to run an accu or pull the engine out and put a correct pan on there so it doesn't oil starve. But, yeah, I'd certainly like to see us back on a road course again and along with the two dirt races.
4: Yeah, oh, yeah, We've acquired Madison this year, a race there, and the Dells. So those are two new tracks for this year. So that's a pretty good place. I, I right. love the Dells. Yeah, yeah those mean, tracks, a lot of racing history there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the diversity of the schedule, I think, is amazing, especially for this series. Kind uh, of talk about that just a little bit and, and how diverse it actually is.
3: Yeah, I mean, we've got everything from a quarter-mile asphalt high bank to, to a third of a mile dirt um, and then kind of everything in between. So we've got Milwaukee, which has got such a storied history. Yeah. So we'll be out there again with the Midwest Tour. And thankfully, Bob Sargent and Greg McCarns are kind enough to take us on again this year. Um, and then, obviously, we go out to uh, our season finale is probably one of the funnest that you get up to Lacrosse and up at Oktoberfest, and you get to see two or three hundred race cars in one spot. And it's it's neat just to be a part of that. So. Yeah. we're really excited about it
0: yeah and that's awesome that you get to piggyback with the Ark midwest tour or Oktoberfest and some major events you know in the area and and you get that publicity for your series
3: yeah and that's that's kind of the whole goal is just letting guys know hey we're here we're we're trying you know we're putting up some of our own money we've got a lot of sponsorship money on on board and you know we kind of bring a show we do fireworks we shoot t-shirts into the crowd and chuck does a great job with that and (laughs) You know i try to be cognizant of what are the racetracks looking for what can we do to help you so you know it's conveying that to the racers hey we need you here for the weekend we want to make sure you've got fans in the stands family in the stands people buying concessions and and just trying to put the put the whole show together to make us look you know look more valuable to them
4: right last year we had joey gacy nascar driver in our in one of our cars at oktoberfest And we're looking to get guys like that to step in from time to time to promote the series, you know, late model championship person or something, you know, get these guys in the car to bring young guys around.
1: Right. I remember, you know, many, many years ago, the Art series at Grundy would occasionally have, like, I remember clearly the the, the Dale Earnhardt-Mark Martin match race, that that drew in a lot of people.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really cool to watch. I was there for those days to to see that. It's, you know, I... Cup drivers are always tricky to get in, but you know, thankfully we've got a a great roster of drivers. You know, we've talked to James Swan about coming back and running a few. Oh there you go
4: yeah. Yeah, Um, he's coming.
3: Ronnie Ronnie Vandermeer, you know, he's running ARCA. He runs (laughs) everything. He runs everything. Yeah, he (laughs) runs everything. You know, he's got a great ARCA program going on now. So as you know, as that trickles trickles down to us, it's good exposure for us. And you know, we've been trying to align ourselves with good organizations, good drivers and, and just do the best we can. We're by no means Experts at this last year was a learning year, but we try to improve year over year,
0: right? So, you know next three to five years, uh, you know, kind of what's your guys goal for the series?
3: You know, I I think we're gonna keep it at, at probably 10 to 12 races. That's just what works well with us We we realize that if you dilute it too much, you know You've got drivers running for local track championships so we'd like to keep it to 10 to 12 specials that pay well have a great points fund and just be a little more niche. So we're always going to have dirt races. We want to get the road course back on there. Um, I think our biggest goal is just expanding to some to some bigger tracks. We we are looking to get back into Indiana, possibly Michigan, and I think everybody that knows me knows it's no secret. I'd like to get down to Springfield on the Dirt Mile or something really unique like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, there's a nice fresh. Asphalt track over at Oh, Plymouth, here we go again you know? <laughs> We now did there's talk
3: there's to that. them uh, We got to him A little late in uh, the In the yeah. season But yeah, they, he was Definitely somebody That we contacted So yeah,
0: I think that track Would be perfect For, for mid-am racing Yeah uh, and, and, and Tony Eldridge I know Yeah, he listens to this show So we'll work that angle for you uh, So if you're going to make an appeal to somebody right now to, to join the Mid-Am series or, or just get into Mid-Am racing in general, because when people think short track racing, maybe they think either street stocks or late Correct. models or for, you know, front-wheel drives, they don't think about that Mid-Am class, right. uh, which it's an awesome class. Yeah. like It's it's kind of right there in between. It is niche, <laughs> you know, kind of right. like you said. But if you're going to make an appeal to somebody to get into this series, what's that pitch?
3: Here's the value prop. These cars go anywhere from six dollars to $10,000 used on the market. We're really cognizant of the cost. So, you know, we, we limit the amount of tires, you know, the only thing that kills you this year is is travel costs, you know, the gas prices the way they are. I can't think uh, of any other car that's in that price range to where you can come out, run 150, 160 miles an hour, um, be televised sometimes or be webcasted sometimes, and, and have as good looking of a car as we do. They really do look like a late model, they just happen to be on a GM metric chassis and you know our, our our shocks are a few hundred bucks per corner they're not a few thousand and you know brakes and internals are are a lot less expensive than what you see in some of the classes that are higher up so i still feel like it's a great stepping stone
0: Right. i always yeah. thought that was kind of one of the things for me about the car is the look the aesthetic of the car yeah it's you kind of get that late model look but you, know, you still got that kind of street stock platform just kind of a little bit up a little bit mm. and you know from you know as far as Four motorsports like we are in the marketing aspect right you get that that good looking car right. you can take to shows you can do more with it uh you know kind of from the marketing proposition yeah too, yep. so.
3: yeah it's yeah. we're hoping for great things it's it's nice to to finally see people coming back out. Uh, We're seeing. I've probably had more calls in the past three months about who has one for sale, who has one behind the barn. So that's the encouragement, you know. Come out, run a few races. We're we're paying well. We'll treat you well and uh, get it out from behind the barn. You're, you're not, you're not winning anything being behind there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, got nothing better to do. Might as well build a car, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So. Uh, before we let anybody go, anybody that comes on the show, we like to you know, let them promote sponsors or uh, you know thank anybody. Because obviously, with the series, I'm sure you guys got a lot of hands that are, that are involved uh, in doing a lot of work behind the scenes. So I'll give you guys
3: the opportunity to go ahead and do sure. that. Sure. Uh, the first person we have to thank is Wilkins uh, Rebuilders. They came on as the title sponsor this year. Uh, they helped us out with the points fund. I, I cannot thank those guys enough. Uh, we've also got Service Palette that just came on board to sponsor the Rockford Race. GNS Trailer, uh, ITI Intermodal i got to thank the Shelton family with Shelton Excavating. They came on board. They were their first sponsor last year. Uh, again, Ronnie Vandermeer with Finish Line Flooring and his dad at R1 Graphics. And then Jay uh, Jacuzzi and Ronco and as well as A1 Fasteners came A1 on board. A1 Fasteners, yeah. Yeah, they've been fantastic. Yep. From a staffing standpoint, you know, the mayor. Uh, the mayor gets the biggest <laughs> thanks of all. Uh, we've got Ron Blood. He's one of the, the OGs of the series. And he was part, part of my contingency of buying the series is that he stayed. So. Uh, we've had a lot of fun with him. We make T-shirts with his face on it, and he gets real <laughs> aggravated with us all the time, but he's absolutely a blast. And then we've got Harold and Joanna Hill, and then um, we've got the Tackmans, Andrea and Rick Jr., who's got a good uh, history as well helping us out this year.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, we look uh, – thank you guys first for, for coming on. And no, thanks for, for having us. This so, so, is fantastic. Uh, you know, we're, we're really just – as people walk by or, or whatever, to catch Chris's eye, we you know, we're just kind of – let yeah. him go and go and grab whomever. And uh, so, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, you know, to bombard you and just blindside you guys. Oh, we like it. It's <laughs> no big thanks
3: thanks for up, having but us. Great.
0: <laughs> uh, but uh, look forward to seeing what you guys can do at the track, and maybe we'll catch you down the road.
3: Yeah, it'd be great. Come up to race. Yes. Awesome. Thanks, thanks for having us. Good.
5: door slamming
2: yeah
0: we'll get that out of the way too uh well so chris you've managed to hook a big one here on the line yeah dad i'm sure dad up up there is uh he's smiling pretty big right now (laughs) so like i just told you this so when i asked steve about setting up and doing this obviously given everything uh, that happened with your dad in the off season i was hoping we'd get to talk to him oh i'm I'm, i was hoping beside myself right now so chris who we got uh we got the
1: uh best driver i think i've ever seen larry shuler Larry, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank that's you. always in doubt. That's that's uh, <laughs> the
5: great thing about racing is you you get to make those judgments.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of them I think in this area would probably have the same judgment. So you've been uh, you've been around quite a while, man. How long have you been doing this now?
5: Well, I, I was just telling some people that uh, I've been exposed to race cars since 1960. I may have been a little kid sitting on a stack of tires, blowing rags off another another stack of tires. But I've been in the game that long.
0: What? So, what was your first exposure to it? Like, what was the first memory of getting involved in
5: it? Raceway park. Yeah. <laughs> Four nights a week. Yeah. That's way yeah. really awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, something you probably took for granted. Thought everybody did that, and not, uh, nobody, nobody did that I remember, and nobody has since. That's for sure.
0: Right, yeah, we've definitely gone away from you yeah. know, that culture, that era. Where yeah, you're at the short know. track. I'm four, still editing well, you pictures are. four nights a week. Well, you're editing four nights <laughs> a week and shooting three nights a week. Yeah, just so, about. Just about. So, uh, like, I don't even know where to start because there's so many questions. You've been around so long. There's so many stories. Uh, what What was the first time, or when when did you have that first want to get behind the wheel of a car?
5: Uh, I think I was in a car and uh, I was 14. And that was at Raceway and I was pretty much trophy dash times and I didn't know or realize it, but I don't remember being intimidated by it or even feeling out of place. I was very young Mm -hmm. but I wasn't I'm not I don't think I'm a cocky guy and I don't think I was a cocky kid. But it just felt like it was something I was supposed to do
0: one of those deals where it's like you didn't know what you didn't know and just kind of thought that that's absolutely
5: i mean my dad was horrified if that thing would have got (laughs) loose or what how do you handle because you 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 only get exposed to it there it isn't like it's something you can train to do right and i didn't even have a driver's license i drove a pickup truck and i was probably 10 or 11 (laughs) so i had some semblance of an idea Hmm. but uh, as far as being on a racetrack and raceway park was the home of the stopwatches and I can just remember as I was going by, guys were looking, and they're talking to each other, and I just didn't feel out of place. So that that was awesome to be able to feel that.
0: Yeah, so what, what division did you start in? Late model. It was late model, yeah. so you started right there. Right. Yeah.
5: I, I wouldn't know go-kart. I wouldn't know motorcycle. I wouldn't know street stock. I, would, I just wouldn't know. So um, I even got to run a legend car at Rockford, and that was I was there with the late model, mm-hmm. and they said, well, you know, it would be neat. And I said, all right. So I had to go learn that, and that that just that happened where I was right in the front, right, right off the bat. So it, it, yeah, I've been lucky with yeah. a lot of things, and, and a lot of things happened. Um, I think that the fact my dad had a F-250 pickup truck, had 250 some thousand miles on it when he rebuilt the motor, and that was dragging to all these racetracks all over the country. So, all the names in the speedway paper so and so and such and such, and all I got to go to their place, race them there, and beat them at least once there. And, that, you and, know,
0: they're, and they're probably like, Who is this guy? And yeah. a lot of those guys
5: were doing it for a living. That was the other thing I was always fascinated how does anybody make a living doing this, doing this game right mm-hmm. and I got to race against those guys doing that and uh, I, I probably always have that in the back of my head that, that but that was doing my dad's exposure right. he so to go to a racetrack I just go right is
0: there any mm-hmm. one of those guys you know that that you were racing against that you were kind of like probably like some of the younger guys are racing you now. You're like, wow, I can't believe I'm getting to race against this guy. Was there, well, was there any of that? Because you said you had no fear when you got in to begin with. So was that even a, you're just out there just to, to beat guys? Well, I,
5: I probably have more appreciation of that now. But then it was another car. Right. And right. when you race your dad, you race your brother, you race your real good friends. Right. And pretty soon I'm going to be racing against my nephew. <laughs> By choice it has to be another car. Right. You right. can't you just can't I probably spun Tracy out more times than <laughs> all the other guys put together. I you know, just it's it just happens. And right. I can remember at Keegan moving my dad <laughs> and I moved him. I yeah. almost felt bad about it, but I didn't. Right. So right. what's, what's that never, what's that
0: dinner table conversation yeah.
5: like? He, it not a word. And he's the guy feeding me. So, <laughs> you know, he had that he had that option of uh, pulling that chair out of the table, and uh, he never did. He never said anything about it.
0: So. so was it kind of a deal where it was like, okay, from these amount of hours, yeah, we're family, but you could do what you got to do on the racetrack at that
5: point? or It was never discussed. Yeah. We never, ever brought it up. Because I worked on his car as much as I did on my own because I had to race his car. You know, when you run... Eighty six shows a year, having a job, you got to have two cars.
0: Right,
1: right. You
5: got to have two groups of people Mm -hmm. taking those cars around, and it just it just happened. We it just never having that much exposure. There's a lot of things you just don't talk about because it just understood.
0: Right, Right. it's just you just do it at that point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. chris I, you can hop in here and okay. can, and any any time you know it'd be all right you know um can't get your tongue but yeah, yeah. a little bit <laughs> It's okay uh so all the years kind of that you've been doing this uh you know is there one one race one event anything that stand out to you as you know i I want to say a favorite because it's hard to hard to pick favorites probably like trying to pick your favorite kid at yeah. this point it's like is there anyone well, that stands out well, to like you? i say my
5: exposure is a little different than most and because i you know you don't get to beat trickle you don't get to beat seneca you don't get get to beat joe Shear, you don't get to beat larry phillips gary blue i i, I mean pick one right at their place Right. And when like, you've done that, it's hard to pick one. Right. And I, you know, I got to win my dad's race here not too long ago. or Well, it doesn't seem like too long ago. And I just remember thinking, okay, well, this is done. Do, you know, when do I get to go home? Right. And <laughs> not not understanding significance, if you will. Right. You know, it just seemed like that should happen. And it was just a neat night. Mm-hmm. The guy showed up with the Tom showed up with the T-shirt deal. And there's people still wear that shirt <laughs> at that show. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's neat to other people, and I'm glad for that.
1: So. Okay, well, I got one now. All right, go ahead so, since we don't go have ahead. like a specific family, how about a, a favorite car? I know a lot of people, they, they really gravitate towards the 70s junkyard dog. You know, me, my age, I really like the the white and pink and black Rod Baker cars. How about you? What was your favorite car?
5: I I just like the ones that run good. Uh, <laughs> so that's smoking like a true racer yeah. right there. I, I, looking at them, I don't have to. I'm inside the car, so I don't <laughs> You're see. You're driving them. Yeah. That, you know, the hood's down. I don't see the color of the hood. I don't, you know. And, and. um it's kind of neat to have that perspective because you need to have it because every race, every track, every car is different, and you mm-hmm. can't say, "Oh, I like that car, and I never want to get out of it." You want to replicate that car, right? You know, and uh, what I'm have found is that whoever I'm talking to, whatever their age range is from uh, maybe 16 to 25 where you think your parents are so stupid (laughs) that's the range as a as a person you remember vividly so those range of cars that that becomes that person's favorite car and i'm glad i got to be in one of those cars for that person other than that you know i had at one time or another, almost all the cars I was in, I got to run good in. Yeah. And, you know, some of them more, more favorable to all the racetracks than others. But I I pretty much got them all to go pretty good at one point or another. Right.
1: right well, talk about, because uh, there was, and I'm, I I wish I had notes prepared for this, Jeremy here, the writer of the notes. I, I, yeah. Uh, well, there there was one season, seven I, I think 74 sometime in the early set, when you won, was it? four track championships in three states you're old 76 76 that, 76, that yeah. was it yeah that will be a trivia question later that right? will be yes and i'll probably forget then too well that, yeah. that how, was, how much uh, work goes into that kind of season
5: well that's the two-car thing uh <laughs> my dad and tracy would leave sometime in the afternoon and go up to kakona on thursday i would leave new lennox at 3.30 after work and get there in time to be the last qualifier and then go out, set fast time, whatever, no practice, no anything. And I got to learn a lot. And that was Thursday night. Then you had to drive home, sleep real fast, get up for work Friday, and then Friday after work, go to Grundy, go home, sleep fast, Maybe maybe work Saturday or go to the shop on Saturday, get ready for Saturday night at Indiana. And then with my dad, inevitably, it would be Sunday afternoon and on the way home Sunday night somewhere else. And that, that was all summer. And that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, those are the things that I think people don't do now. And they they wouldn't have that understanding because it's a lot of work. That's right.
1: I I remember when I was a kid, you know, going through the pits at Grundy on Friday night and seeing half the cars with the rear end dropped out and guys under the car switching it over to run Ileana the next night. And he was everywhere.
5: (laughs) But but that goes to the people that did the work on the car, too. So, you know, you, you talk about favorite cars. Well, I have a tendency maybe to go with the groups that I was with. You know, to tie it all together, it's hard to do. And I, I'm not a very good mechanic. I'm not very smart. So if I was around those kind of people, then the results always show. And it, it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference.
1: I'm out. Your turn. Aaron's, oh, Aaron's, Aaron, hold on. Aaron's got producers a question. Right, let
2: me see this. I, um, I'm going to go by, it's actually a couple-part question. Is there anybody... Start with Ileana, That was the toughest guy to beat. Say, like through the seventies, or that you liked beating the most.
5: Well, again, it's 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 the next car. Okay. But He's Eddie seen. Eddie Senior. Yeah. Pretty tough goal, and then then d- you no sooner steady. you no sooner got through him, then here come Frank, right. and, and I'm nice telling ladies. you, Frank was really? unbelievable. And again, he'd be another one. I got to beat him there, mm-hmm. you know, a few times, but he was awesome there. Mm-hmm. And I got to race against him at Raceway, got to race against him at Grundy, and he traveled a little bit too, and, but he was a good guy. I mean, again, hardworking, a regular, honest, hardworking guy. And it, those are people you don't replace. You, there, there isn't anybody like them. And not ever going to be and exactly and well i hope to get there someday if i race long enough maybe i'll get there
0: So, how much longer are you going to go i mean you've been doing it for so long
5: well i just did the eye thing and i've been getting checkups and stuff and they keep when i walk in the room they keep looking at the thing because it always tells your age and that and they We got the wrong guy here. They always ask you your birthday and all that because, you know, because I don't feel 900 years old. I I don't expect to. And um, if I I get going in the car and I'm gasping and wheezing, that's not fun. I, I still get out. I don't even want to get out of the car after the race is over. And maybe when those days happen, I'll stop
1: yeah I remember uh, Dad at one point I think was talking to Larry and and Larry told Dad that he'll he'll get out when the when he's waiting on the car. <laughs> <laughs> or no, when the car's waiting on him as long as he's waiting on the car that, that's what it was yeah. So it took a couple of years at this show uh, Dad it, it was the, probably the one of the best days of his life. Larry actually came up to talk to Dad now, that that's when Dad really thought, hey, I am somebody now Larry Shuler's yeah. talking to me.
5: Well, you always pick out honest people. And you always pick out with people that work hard. And that, I enjoyed every one of those people. So
0: Yeah. So does that hit you, you know, now? You know, because obviously when you're kind of in the moment, you're, you're racing. You're going place to place and racing against all these people and, you know, legends and icons of not only short track racing, but stock car racing in yeah. general. Uh, especially when you talk like Dick Trickle and those types. Does that hit you now, kind of later on in your career? All the people you've talked to, the people you've met, uh, you kind of reflect back on that now and be like, wow, or not yet.
5: I'm still trying to make history. So (laughs) uh, my kids and I sat down one night. They were with all these people writing a book and they got all the pictures out and all that because I got to have all that to prompt me to a story or something because I I'm still trying to I'm looking for three tenths of a second Mm. and I'm trying to get there. And what happened in the past, I just use that for a, something to relate to or something that happened then, happens now. There's four wheels, and you're trying to get those four wheels to work the best. But other than when I see these people, it's like I saw them the day before. I can remember St. Louis at breakfast. The only two guys up at 6 in the morning was uh, Dick and I. And we, I, it had been... Oh, I'm going to say almost 10 years since I had last spoke with him. And we sat down and started in just like we saw each other yesterday. And I find uh, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, uh, anybody, anybody. It's like I just saw them yesterday. And that's so neat to have that because that's how it is with family. You may not see family for a while. And when you see them, you just pick up just like you were. Well, that's how the racing's always been.
1: Yeah, you know, that that's one of my favorite things, honestly, about racing is, you know, we've got our, like, celebrity-level drivers. But at the same time, everybody is, like, we're all part of the same group. Like, I can, you know, I, I literally just accosted Larry here in the other room. or like, hey, you want to come do the podcast? You know, and I, this is, like, you know, play Six Degrees of Separation a little bit. Well, Larry Shuler, he's friends with Dick Trickle and Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace. It's this. For as big as a racing the racing world is it really is really small and very very family
0: yeah i, I would totally agree that it, it is a family environment uh you know and yet, like he said you you can see people uh, you know once a year twice a year or right. once every 10 years and you still have the same conversation with right them. and
1: then i you know i i've walked every racetrack that i've walked into i've never felt out of place never felt like oh why is why is that person here this is our turf you know R- racing is we're just Racing's
5: school <laughs> well it's, it's probably <laughs> you don't have to be around each other all day and probably well, yeah. it makes yeah. a difference yeah. but yeah uh, you know I, I can uh i can be amazed at one thing probably how did trickle run all them tracks all those laps all those places against all those people and he's been gone now a while And I haven't heard one bad word said about the guy. That's hard to do at this game because I don't care who you are. You got the one person that, and justifiably so, you got the one person that can't stand you just to look at you. They can't stand to be around you. They can't stand to race with you. And I haven't heard that about the guy yet. And that's, I mean, that's a lot of people. That's tracks that he's never been to before. That's racers he's never been again. And not one bad word. I mean, he hurt. Gary Blue at New Smyrna. He heard him. And Gary will not say, because I got to spend time with Gary, he will not say anything but good about the guy. Yeah. And that's hard to do. That, that's a goal. I've already failed at that goal. But that's that's probably one thing in racing that I've never heard of before. And I think for all people, that's, that's a pretty good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously, you're still competing. You know, still going. What what drives you to keep keep going? Uh,
5: you're wanting to win, and the competition. Uh, I think the knowledge. I'm I'm going to go tonight and work on the car again, and I I kind of enjoy the working on the car now. And that, once upon a time, when you got two, you got all these places to be. That was okay. You did it because you had to. Now I do it because I like it. And I also have finally realized the better the car is, the better you are. Mm -hmm. It's just that's I don't care if it's Nash. I don't care what it is. That's just a fact. It always was and it will always be.
1: Yeah, I know there's been a lot of stories about Frank Golinski won his championships on the track at Ileana, but he really won them in the garage. And
0: unfortunately, I mean, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look (laughs) at it, that's where it's won at. I mean, yeah. all the hard work that goes back in the shop to prep in your car. And you, you can't make a slow car fast.
1: Yeah. And no I know, matter who's driving. I know I've been to the, uh, the S4 Motorsports Taj Mahal over there a few times, and you know, I've been just working on my RC stuff while Stan's working on the big car, and just the amount of work that goes into one, just one of those super late models. I know Stan's got like one and a half
0: right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you get a lot of younger drivers coming up asking you for advice?
5: Sometimes you can't help but go and give it. Uh, yeah. As, I can, as uh, someone th- who's witnessed it, yeah. that's, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what has drastically changed in the sport um, is driving wise. Um, because of the headrest on the seats and the headrest or the uh, helmet, you don't feel the car like you used to. So if you got a guy alongside of you, you don't, cars are quieter, you don't that car it's quieter you you can't see because you got this big thing blocking your way so you you know back in the day you'd see a spoiler starting to poke in there well you just knew you know you saw them move in the mirror so you knew something was going on mm-hmm. and you knew something was going on you knew you had to do something about it now you're you're kind of by the radio guy and it's hard for the radio guy to anticipate somebody dive bombs you whatever it's hard for that anticipation to happen and i've had to march in two trailers (laughs) that i can remember and uh, you know my age is, is a factor on that but telling the guy you know he's expecting to get killed, and I look in. And here's a 14 year old kid standing there, so I can't, I can't punch the guy. I can't, whatever. And I'm mad, and it wasn't even me that got chopped on or whatever, whatever. Mm. I tell him, listen, you guys got all these great young reflexes. Use them. If the guy tells you you're clear, and you move, and something hits you, you're not clear. Get back where you were. Don't just keep going. You're going to make a mess. And generally, they get out of it scot-free. The other guys Three are getting back, to right, Yeah. And generally, they're not the one paying for the car. They're generally not having to go to a junkyard and get your hind end bit by a dog <laughs> getting parts. They wait for UPS or they have somebody wait for UPS and puts the parts back on and away they go. There's no paint. You're not missing teeth. You're not sore. You're not having to go do all this other work. There's no pain to it. And so that's the only advice I can give a guy is if the guy tells you you're clear. Everybody makes mistakes. And you hit something or starting to hit something, get back. Don't stop racing. Don't quit. But just get back where you were because somebody's there. Right. Right. And you're not clear. And that's the only thing I just wish people would do use the radio guy for that and understand that he's there's a delay he's got to press a button he's got there's things that have to have to go on <clears throat> you know a, a tenth of a second is a car length at grundy
1: mm.
5: things can happen that quickly. right yeah absolutely a tenth of a second you, you can blink your eyes in the nine hundredths of a second you can react at the very best nine hundredths of a second. You can react to something. Right. Drag race people show you that all the time. They got a light, and they 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 it's right there on TV for everybody to see. Right. They have to react to that uh-huh. light, and it's impossible to humanly do it any faster than nine hundredths of a second. Well, that's a car length of Grundy. Right. So when the guy tells you you're clear, to when you're hearing it, the best that's a car length right and a lot can happen in a car
0: lane mm-hmm. absolutely so we, we're going to try not to monopolize your time because we could probably sit here with <laughs> oh, you for God, probably yeah. eight hours at least <laughs>
5: I, i'm retired i can i can be here <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh so want to get uh, real quick uh, what your plans are for this year this season coming up
5: uh go to grundy um the rod baker ford people have a shop in plainfield and they get a lot of grundy business um, I think I've been good for business. I I hope I am. They're still paying the bills. Um,
0: Must be doing something right at that point. They
5: uh, expect a car there. And if Ricky can come, all the better. Um, But, you know, they've provided everything that's there. You know, just, just trailers and tires and gas and pit passes and all this stuff to be able to be there. It's amazing. They deserve a lot of credit. They wouldn't want to be there if you didn't have a nice track. So the track deserves credit. The track would not be there if the fans didn't come. So it all it comes back to the fans being there. That makes the racetrack be there. The fans being there makes Rod Baker Ford want to be there. And Power Source and all the other people that help. They couldn't be there unless somebody was there to watch. And so it always goes back to that. Grundy's done a great job. They've relit the place, they've repaved it, they've redone the bathroom thing and all They're just doing a great job. They're providing a lot of entertainment. I think every week has a little something different going on. Different groups of people like different things. You've you got to do it. You, got, you have to do it. They're, they make the cars available to the little kids. They love climbing in them. They love all, all that goes with it. And that's the part, you know, I can't just get out of the car and go home. I realized that people want to be there for whatever reason. They're usually stunned that somebody that old is in a car.
0: It's like both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You know? We got the kids in the mini cups and then, you know, you on the other end. And-
5: well, but even like the fact my grandsons both went through a phase. They they knew they were going to the races. They knew perfectly well they were watching races and they knew perfectly well that they were to cheer for the 30 car. But they could not relate for a while that papa was larry shuler and (laughs) so i've got (laughs) i've got to go through that be be around long enough to be able to go through that that's the cute stuff that happens and that's that's the fun part
1: i tell you what i'm still
0: struggling with that (laughs) (laughs) well uh and then very last thing and and This won't be the only time, hopefully, that he'll be on the show. We can get a bunch of stories out of you. Uh, Before we let you go, though, obviously, there's a lot of people. You talked about the people that work on these cars. I got their name on the cars. So give you a chance to thank some of those folks that are involved with your your racing program. Well,
5: having a long career, there's been a lot of people. Sure. And usually, uh, I've been fortunate, real fortunate, it's always been family groups. And I've driven i've never owned my own stuff i've driven for someone and so obviously you go with the bakers and then you know you go to the next group you know barons and uh hollis's and uh, anderson's and uh, i uh, kyle harvey i some of the best fun we had was a completely underfunded under resourced car and we had a great Mm -hmm. time for a little while he there was only so much money there and but i'll never forget i know kyle as long as i've known racing, and to be able to have that unexpectedly was just neat it was just fun and the people that ought to have that he had a group of people that you get exposed to uh i've had a lot of good people and you know my my son fortunately I was able to get him more interested in a ball glove and a bat. <laughs> and a set of cleats was a lot less expensive sure. than a race car. But now he's doing the electric racing, the high racing, and gotten very good at it. And, yeah, he just
1: won a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. So he's been doing real good with he's,
5: it. You know, he's gotten in. He's an engineer, and he's gotten in on the engineering side. So him and I go generally Sunday afternoon. He's the spotter. Uh, he's a tremendous help, tremendous help. And a good sounding board to bounce something off of, and he does a lot of research, if you will, the the stuff on on uh, YouTube and the back the old stuff. And hey, what about this? And what? And it's those damn engineers what, do yeah. that. You know? What 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 uh, what did you guys do to the car that made it run right. like that? And all that kind of it makes you think. And um, you know, Ricky has come from kid drove up to a track seven eight years old with his dad to go to lacrosse to watch a car that his dad sponsored uh provided a truck for or whatever and now i'm racing against the guy (laughs) and we're in the same shop so it's like it's it's an open notebook by necessity Mm -hmm. racers in general aren't that way so he and i have got a different bond if you will and i rely on him on rumors knowledge he's in contact with a lot of facebook and all that other
1: yeah i know i've heard some stories about him and uh, jeff cannon having trips to places and doing yep, things yep. well and it's
5: it's you know jeff is a tremendous help he does our shock program and uh, fred rampler <laughs> and I, I you know i it's pretty unique i've gotten to be around some pretty outstanding people and that's just lately add up all of them through the years, I hadn't seen Gary Blue since 1978. And last time I talked to the guy, and 2014, 2015, he's at the racetrack. He's talking to a bunch of guys. He saw them look funny, so he turned around. There I was, and him and I started in, <laughs> just like we saw yesterday day before. He knew who I was, and I knew who he was. And, you know, I look at him as one of the gods of racing, and he I, he could never be more humble, more willing to help, more willing to share information, and his stories are just beyond believable. But every one of them is true. He's not a liar. He's not a liar. You know, and that's,
1: that's one of my favorite things is to watch watch the uh, the old school racers, just sit around and talk like, we had uh, uh, Tom Reffner mm-hmm. out to Grundy last year, and... And we had to pull Larry and Tom away. Hey, we need to get a picture while you're talking. (laughs) Yeah,
5: Yeah, and hey, I don't think I'm his favorite racer. We didn't have we didn't have a good last five or six races. But he, uh, what a man! How fast he was! But again, he was in the shop. They shared shops with him and uh, Mr. Richard, and they both learned a lot. I think (laughs) off of each other. Mm -hmm. And Tom always very well prepared and he had a, a great way he wanted racing done correctly and they all came from our Mar, marzovka they all worked for him and that guy ran 40 50 shows by mid-summer and not a scratch on his car
0: wow yeah
1: and, that's, that's
5: hard and, to do. and and, and one that's hard 30, to do on your own <laughs> 35 of them shows you know I, I, it can be done and he was the guy that Here, boys, this is the way we need to race. We're running too many nights a week. If we give each other room and the best man wins, that guy won. But you're able to work on your car then for the next night to go faster, not just get there. And that's the difference. We've struggled with that, and we we haven't learned that lesson very well. And when we did, um, in our area, there for a while, we were doing that. And... We were able, our guys were able to travel and do well against the professional people because of that. Right. And then we, get, we gravitated back to this banging around thing, and it's, it's not smart. We, we have to do better. We can still get done. You can still finish second. You can still win. You can still finish third without your car all gunged up. And I think it puts on a much better show, and we need to get to that um i don't think we have that right now
0: no you don't and i no. think it kind of goes back to i don't know if it's an age thing i don't know if people not people not working on their own cars uh i'm not sure what what it is but yeah you're I right i think yeah. kind of
1: a, a mix of everything right there is you know we got young guys who have you know money behind them and like larry said you know waiting for ups instead of sneaking into the junkyard in the middle of the night yeah I'm having to fix it no it's a it's a
5: different mindset i and i don't blame it i i'm uh, product of it i wait for my race car to show up uh parts and pieces i just try not to have too many parts and pieces coming and because i realized a long time ago the more you work on them go fast the better it is and uh we'll get to there it uh, it goes in cycles and uh the guys will get to an age where somebody's going to walk in the trailer and it's not going to be advice it's going to be an impression <laughs> and uh it you know, you can't be intimidated by that, but you got to realize that that may be coming. And it's smart not to have it. Your teeth can only take so much. Right. Your nose can only take so much. Uh, you can only go on the floor so many times to where it starts to hurt. And that it, it'll go back to that. And, now, you know, you see the young guys doing it on tv to each other now so i don't feel so bad but i can remember distinctly the first thing i see is a set of knuckles heading my way and uh it leaves an impression good bad or otherwise you learn
0: yeah exactly so uh well larry we don't want to monopolize your time and uh but we definitely appreciate you coming on and talking to us so we definitely look forward to having you on here again uh, and definitely look forward to seeing you at the track this year uh, I know we enjoy, uh, you know, over at the 33 late model, we enjoy getting to race around you and, and that whole crew, so we look forward to doing that but again this year. As long as you
1: stay on the advice side, not the impression side. I,
0: I, <laughs> I, As far as I know, the only meeting between Stan and, and Larry has been positive. It hasn't Good. been negative. So <laughs> but we definitely want to keep that track record. So. Oh, And, I, I, and
5: I, I'm i like anybody else, I bring up the exceptions. You know, you any group, you're going to have 80, 80% doing just fine. And you're always going to have that ten or fifteen percent that are never going to be what they should be, and you're always so you got to convince that four or five percent that's left over to do it right. And if you do that, then then you got a good thing going, and we'll get there. We'll get there. People get tired of working on stuff, and they they already do a great job, and it's the one or two that advice taken would make it so much easier for them. Right, and it and they will it, it, it always get better
0: awesome well Larry, we're gonna let you go but again thank you so much for coming on talking to us for a little while and uh, we look forward to doing this again with you sometime. well thank road, you man. guys
5: for doing this it's always a promotional thing and i was always weak at that i i guess i took it for granted or it was understood that if people come to watch that was enough but a lot of people digest the sport in different ways and they get questions answered that they might have had through what you guys do because you have questions, you have thoughts, and it makes it better for everybody. Maybe people can't go to the races for one reason or another. They can't go speak to that person or whatever. So you guys make that available. And I, I don't mind any of it, any of the radio show, any of it, uh, newspaper people, all of it. It's pretty neat because I don't do Facebook stuff and all. I wouldn't know how. Uh, I I just got a new phone. I've just graduated from flip phone. So I can't use this phone to scrape ice the way I did my flip phone. But, you know, so the way to get the word out is through guys like you, and it it helps. And it's it's nice. It's nice to be on this. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Well, Chris, uh, how do you feel now? Honestly, so, through the power of editing, people are not gonna know that he sat here that for we another, sat here for another three hours. another half hour or twenty <laughs> minutes or whatever just talking to Larry and hearing stories and stories. honestly, I wish we would have
1: recorded well well we're we're gonna make sure he's on at least seven 15, 150 more times yeah
0: he's he's <laughs> honestly, he could probably fill our entire season's worth of shows. yeah. Uh, and it still probably wouldn't and capture a, a
1: Hell, half the stories that he was telling, you know, if, if the people are still around from the other side of that story, they, you know, that's that's all, all we have is Larry Shuler and his characters. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and uh, so it was great. Uh, you know, we had so many great interviews here today. Uh, and I think this is going to be a great episode yeah. uh, for people to listen to. And, I, you know, just... Still, just in awe of having Larry over here and, and yeah. talking. So it was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, to have we were him all kind of starstruck. <laughs> yeah, so it was awesome to have him. Thank everybody that we have in the show. Yeah, uh, you know, from from Chuck and Tim from the Mid Am series, uh, Landon Hocking, obviously Larry. We had him. So uh, just, just awesome. Awesome day talking, racing, getting amped up about the season, getting yeah. ready to start. Uh, you know, and we kind of talk about capturing Larry's story, ca- capturing you know some of those. I don't call them old stories, but just. The history right. of the area It's right. one of the reasons we started this podcast, right? Yeah. Um, then also part of the reason we wanted to go and do some of the audio-only episodes this year, um, so we can you know maybe do some more on-location like stuff like this, or, right. or be able to capture some of this stuff on the fly as we as we, we catch some of those uh, right. you know uh, uh, you know more historical aspects. Right. Uh, so with that being said, this year uh, you can find the podcast on Anchor and Spotify uh so even our live Big video time now yeah <laughs> a lot, even though uh even our live video episodes that we'll still be doing throughout the year uh we'll we'll peel the audio out of them um i've done a lot of work it's been several hours peeling and finding the old audio
1: very much appreciated uh,
0: because some of the old audio episodes uh were on laptops and hard drives that died (laughs) Uh, so the extraction process and the uploading process has taken quite a while to do Um, but i believe as of this recording the only thing that is not uploaded is this episode all right which will be obviously Well, look uh, at you you're ahead of the game yeah so there are a few episodes that uh, lost in the archive somewhere that i honestly don't know where they're at there will be a couple other uh, episodes that are missing we did do a couple pre-recorded Episodes through the last couple of years. Right. Um, somehow, if, you know, my my software that I was using to get the audio out of those, it didn't like the pre recorded stuff, so I couldn't get the pre recorded stuff. But those are still on Facebook and YouTube. Um, so all the video stuff will be, you know, still. But if you're going on the fly and, and you like the audio version because you can listen to it easier at work or in the car or whatever, Casey uh,
1: Martin is talking to yeah, you. Yeah,
0: so those will be on Anchor and Spotify, working to get it on, you know, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and stuff. So uh, with that being said, uh, again, Thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, Thank everybody that we had on the show, Steve Bechtel, for getting us a table here. We're in the bar, and you can hear probably behind us that uh, uh, business is picking up here. Uh, So uh, with that being said, we will make our way. We're going to make a couple more rounds. Yeah, let's go Uh, spend some money. Yeah, go spend some money. And uh, we hope to catch you guys here next time on Ileana Stock Car Radio. So thanks for listening, and we will see you down the road.